This is episode 57 of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today we're talking about having a morning routine. I'm going to talk about how I start my day and I'm going to give you the nine key components that I have to start my day in a winning way. Don't worry, you don't have to do all nine, but I want you to consider what is your right way to start your morning. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. I am Kim McLaughlin, and I am your host. I help people when they're feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, and overloaded, and it shows up in overeating. I help them feed their soul and learn how to feel more empowered in their lives. Today, we're talking about the morning routine, and I actually am calling it Good Morning Starshine Morning Routine. If you have um, ever listened to old music, this was like from the 60s. It's a song called Good Morning Starshine. And I have been singing it for the last few days as I've been contemplating doing this podcast. It's a sweet song from the 60s. And I'm going to link it in the show notes. But it really makes me feel energized in the morning. I listened to, to it, the song this morning as I was getting ready. And it just made me feel so good. So Actually, I didn't add that to my list of good ways to um, have or good things to have in your morning routine. And one of them is having some music. So I should add that to the list later on about what makes a good morning routine. I've been reflecting this week on the morning routine because my daughter has started her third first day. And let me tell you what that means is that this year has been the year of the pandemic and At the start of the school year, all the kids, in our area at least, went to school virtually. So it was all online, and so there was the first day of school. Her school started early in August, and she started online for her first day. So we went that way for um, online school, and then in about two months, she ended up going to school. They opened up the school. They had two two-hour blocks. So half of the school went to the morning two-hour blocks. The other half of the school went to the later morning two-hour blocks. And my daughter went to the to the 11 o'clock um, two-hour block. So she actually got to sleep in every day. And we let her sleep until, God, she slept sometimes till 9, 9.30. And so she had this routine that um, meant that she then was awake later and then got up later in the morning. Well, that doesn't work well when now we've had our third start to the new year or to the school year, and she's going at 7.55 in the morning. So this Monday, we've been working on rerouting her routine this last week and getting up early, but she went from a 6.30 wake-up time from a 9.30 wake-up time. That's a huge change. So we had to really recalibrate It was really a recalibration for her and for all of us because now she's having to get up and and be up and get ready because she's leaving the house at 7.30 in the morning. This made us have that conversation with her about that morning routine and how to make sure that she got everything done so she could get to school on time. It then made me think about my morning routine and what I've tried throughout the years to, to work and not to work. I've found that um, 
I've, I've been challenged in the morning because I thought that there was a way that I was supposed to do it. I've read a lot and heard a lot from people who are quote unquote high achievers and experts and they talk about how they start their day and they talk about starting really early and having this certain routine that I tried and I wasn't able to do. I like to sleep in. I don't like to get up at five o'clock in the morning. That's just not, that doesn't work for me. So once I realized that that doesn't work for me, I had to call it and say, that's not what I'm going to do. I can still be a high achiever and not get up early, but I I just don't want to do that. It doesn't work for me. I've also tried, so there's the getting up early is one of the rules that I've heard from high achievers. I've also heard about meditating for long periods of time, like for an hour in the morning. So get up early, meditate for an hour. I tried that and that was hard for me because I don't like getting up early. I love meditating, but I also don't like meditating when there are a lot of people in the house. So I like it a little later in the day when it's quieter in the house and so I can do it by myself. The other thing I've heard for starting in the morning is um, exercise first thing in the morning. That doesn't work for me. I have a routine that works really well and my gym schedule is such that it's a, there's a nine o'clock class that I love and so I plan my schedule around going to a nine o'clock class. If I'm not getting up at five in the morning, nine o'clock exercise class works out really well for me. So I found that that was part of my routine, but it's really part of my later morning routine. The other thing I've heard from some people about more, their morning routines to be a high achiever and to really um, excel is to do things like drink certain concoctions of warm water and hot spices. And once again, I tried that. I don't like how it tastes. And I don't know that it helps my tummy um, any better than anything else. And so what my point is by telling you these things that I hear from other people about how they start their morning is it set me up to feel like I was a failure if I didn't do it their way. And as I've come to realize that when I focus on what are the key ingredients that work in my morning routine, as long as I meet that mark of those key ingredients in whatever form that works out, I'm actually doing really well and I'm feeling really well and I'm having that kind of um, wonderful day that feels really well put together. So I'm going to go through my list of of things in the morning that work really well for me and then see which ones work for you and see if there are things that you need to add or that are um, are your special things that work for you. The first thing is I've really found that waking up around the same time every day works really well for me. That means then that I go to bed around the same time every night and there, there's this balance of, of time of waking for me that works. It's kind of like this little sweet spot, and it works well for the weekdays and the weekends. The weekends, I might allow myself to be a little lazy in bed and just hang out there, but I'm not sleeping um, a lot later because there's this, like I said, this certain sweet, stop, sweet spot of when I like to get up. I talked earlier about not getting up early in the morning because that just doesn't work long term for me. I can do it when we're getting ready to go on a vacation or there's some need for me to get up early. I will, but on a regular basis, it just doesn't work for me. So I've learned to allow myself 
that freedom to do something in the way that works for my body. What I also found is that I noticed that when I want to sleep in later, then that is my time to look at recalibrating, to rebalance, to figure out, am I going to bed too late? Am I having increased stress? What's going on that I'm wanting to sleep in a lot later in order to notice what's going on so I can um, change things around? I talk about this the six-step system to feeding your soul, and this is part of it, is noticing my sleep, and if it's out of balance, then recalibrating some other area that might be out of balance to, to get everything in alignment. The next thing I like in the morning, every morning, is I like coffee. I actually got to say, I love coffee. I love the smell. I love the taste. I love the warmth of it. I don't need caffeine. It, um, it isn't about caffeine, and I actually gave up having caffeine on a daily basis years and years and years ago. It just didn't make my tummy feel good. And I, it made me more jittery. So I have decaf in the morning and I have a couple of cups of coffee because I love it. And it is part of my morning. I do no matter where I am. If we go out of town, I make sure that there's a coffee maker or I'll bring instant coffee with me. When we go camping, I always make sure I bring my coffee with me. It's it's a staple. It's a must have. And you can ask my husband. I, husband, I have a little coffee maker that I take with me even when we go camping. So that is a requirement in the morning. Not for the caffeine, but I just love, love the way it tastes. The next thing I like as my morning routine is to have a comfy spot. And it is a spot that feels nurturing to me and kind of cuddly and that's where I go most every morning. I do like to look at emails in the morning. I like to notice, see what's going on, see what my day holds, see if there's any kind of challenges coming up. I know the gurus say to not look at emails in the morning and to get your head in the game. I just found that I like to know what's going on in my email. I like to know what my schedule is going to be like and it helps me consider how I'm going to spend the rest of my day. I also like to check the news in the morning. I like to know what happened while I was asleep. It just helps me notice what's going on in the world. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to check in with you really quickly. I have shared with my newsletter list, and I wanted to share with all of you that I'm looking for feedback on what you would like to have as part of this podcast. I'm going to link in the show notes a survey that I've been doing for ideas for the podcast. It's just a quick one-minute survey, super easy, but I really want your feedback, and I want to know what you think and what kind of topics you'd like to have. Check the show notes for the link. Thanks. The next thing I love to do is I love to read a daily devotional. And the one that I love to use is called the Daily Word. And I've been getting the Daily Word for forever. And I bet many of you also love using the Daily Word. It's a small daily devotional book that really inspires me. And it gives me a, um, a point of reflection. So they have it where they have a, a word of the day um, and then a quote and then um, some information to think about. And it just helps me contemplate uh, an idea for the day. What I love about the daily word is that as I'm looking at it, as I spend 
time contemplating it, there are millions of people reading the same word, reading the same quote, reading the same phrase that I'm reading. And it makes me feel um, part of this global community. So the daily word is super important to me. I use it to take it into uh, a short meditation often where it's just a few minutes where I'll close my eyes and reflect on the word or the idea and just take some deep breaths and feel myself um, calmly getting into a sense of, of, of spiritual awareness, of meditation, of mindfulness. And that helps me. I sometimes use um, the daily word or I use insight timer for a longer meditation where I might go 15, 20 minutes to a half hour of meditation. And I don't do that every day. Once again, the, I know the gurus talk about doing it every day. I haven't been able to, to meet that mark. So I find that when I do it, I feel great and I do it as often as I can. Another book I use in the morning right now is another inspirational book, and it's called The Language of Letting Go. It's Daily Meditations for Codependence by Melody Beattie. I'll put a link to actually to um, the daily word and the language of letting go in the show notes because they're super important to me. And in the book, um, The Language of Letting Go, it has great quotes and an idea to think about every day. And it's something that helps me look at my uh, my mindset and how I'm interacting in the word world. And it helps me think about how to do life differently and how I might be, how I can move out of being more codependent and in more interdependent with other people. I really like this one. I have quite a few other books that I rotate in and out for my daily um time of meditation and reflection. So this is the one I'm using right now. I started it back at the beginning of the year and it is been really beneficial to me. Lastly, what I do is I get out my journal and I write. I have a journal. I've been keeping a journal for forever. I love to write. I love writing in the morning. Um, I tend to do three pages of writing. I use the morning pages format, which I've talked about before, which is really a, a, a stream of consciousness journaling, three pages long, handwritten without stopping. So it's really writing down all the things in my head, all the things that are bugging me. Basically, I call it write all the crap that's in my head and I put it down onto paper. It's not something that I go back and review. It's really something that's kind of like a brain dump to get everything out of my head. I find the more often I do these morning pages, the more I find inspiration comes to me and it helps me be more um, clear and and get this channel of information that I don't get when I don't write my morning pages. As I've talked about in, in other podcasts and in writing, the morning pages are not about having to do them in the morning. I like doing them in the morning as part of this routine that I do, um, but I've been known to do morning pages in the afternoon when when I have time, and I have clients that'll do it in the evening right before they go to bed because they like to use it as a form of kind of a brain dump to get everything out of their head. Lastly, what I wanted to talk about for the morning routine is breakfast, having breakfast. It's 
important. And I'm not a nutritionist, but I know that I do better when I have breakfast. I know I do better when I have breakfast that has, I generally have some kind of um, vegetable, fiber, protein. Those kind of things are really good for me. And they make me feel energized in the morning, which is exactly what this morning routine is looking for. I don't eat when I first wake up because I'm not hungry. And when we talk about intuitive eating, it's really about eating when you're hungry. And if I'm not hungry, I'm not going to have food. First thing in the morning, what I prefer is having coffee with um, some creamer that I like, which is non-sweet. I don't like sweet things in the morning. So it's just that's the thing that I like first thing in the morning. But after an hour or two, then I do eat. And it is crucial. It's a crucial part of getting off to a good start for the day. I've had clients talk to me before that say that they don't like having breakfast. And I just want you to consider what is it like having breakfast as opposed to not having breakfast? And maybe what are your right foods for the breakfast and what are not your right foods? So this whole um, good morning starshine morning routine that we're talking about today is really about finding your way. These are, when I looked at it and wrote it down, these are my components. These are my pieces that work well. I don't always do all nine of them. That's not something I do every day. But I got to say that when I engage in all nine of them, I feel a lot better. But every morning I do at least some of these and they make me feel better. And that's really what I'm looking for is that start, that energetic start of the day. So what I want you to do, we always do a doable at the end of the podcast, is to consider what is your morning routine? What are the pieces? What are the components that work for you? And do those. Are there components that I've talked about that maybe you want to add to the morning? Or maybe there are parts of your morning that don't work really well that you want to give up. So it is this kind of um, add and subtract kind of idea And I know as I was talking today through the podcast, I talked a lot about um, or I would often mention about the gurus and how they say we should do the morning when you want to be a high achiever. This is what you're supposed to do. And I realized as I was just sharing all of this, that that's been kind of ingrained in my head that there's a have to, that there's a way that you're supposed to do the morning. And I want to introduce the idea that there isn't a have to. There's a way that works for each of us that works better than a different way. I like listening to how other people do their morning routine because it inspires me. It gives me other ideas. It gives me some greater understanding about what might work for me. And then I try them and then I keep what I like and I'll let go of the rest. That's what I recommend for you is keep what you like, let go of the rest, but see what your morning routine is like and how you might be able to use it in a way that is beneficial for you for the rest of the day. This is part of that, um, the lifestyle component that we talk about in the sticks in the six step system that is how you live your life is super important to keeping you balanced. Lastly, I want to ask, if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy what you listen to, could you do me a favor and share it with your friends? Could you go on your social media and share this podcast with them and tell them how much you like it? And I would really appreciate it if you would like the podcast and give a review. That's super helpful because it raises us up in the 
in the rankings so that other people can find us because this is really important information that I think everybody needs to hear. And I could really use your help getting this information out. I want to thank you all for being on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. I look forward to talking with you next time. Bye, everyone.